You're listening to a Stand Up New York podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to A Girl's Guide. I am comedian Chanel Ali, and this is a podcast offering tips and tools so you can handle all the smoke in your life better. Thank you so much for being here. I'm sorry if I'm a little stuffy today, but it's not because I was a wild and party crazy girl. It wasn't even because of that. It's just because it'd be cold in New York, and I get sniffly sometimes. But we're going to power through. I'm so excited for my guest today. She was JFL New Face. You might have seen her on Stars on Power, or her Comedy Central special, which is constantly being pushed at me on YouTube. They are always putting her right up in this little icon saying, don't you want to click on this very cute face? I'm like, yeah, I do. I do, but like... Why? Okay, you know. Brandy Denise Boyd. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Across the country, you know. We're Technology. Doing it. We doing it's it. crazy. People, it's gonna, they're going to think we were closer, you know. Um, thank you so much for being here. I have so many things I want to talk to you about. But obviously, you know, just being a badass lady comic is a really impressive resume. And I think you and I have so much in common and that we always lean in. Mm-hmm. You know, we're always like out there navigating for ourselves, trying to find opportunities for ourselves. And we went on tour uh, for a few cities. We, where did we go? Houston, Nashville, uh, Nashville. We did a little Southern mm-hmm. tour and we created a party. I feel like every night, no matter mm-hmm. where we went mm-hmm. and I'm talking like empty hookah bars where no party should be happening. We got videos of twerking. Yes. All types of things. Breaking the DJ equipment. Well, I mean, like, can you speak to how amazing that is that we have that type of energy that we walk into a place like that and take it over? Yeah. And we're like, we're DJs. Give us give us the ox court now. And they listen. Let us, let us use your equipment in this weird hookah bar. Yeah. Where people I are standing that. on the couch and there's plenty of floor space. I love it. I was so proud of us and it's such a happy memory. And also I just feel like we do that all the time. I feel like we always just elevate an event or a party. It's just like when we see an opportunity for fun, we jump right in. We gonna have it. That I, I, (laughs) when I think about that night, I think about (laughs) how, uh, I was so drunk and I locked myself out my hotel room barefoot and (laughs) I was like walking around the hotel (laughs) barefoot. Like I need a key. I need a room key. And what's crazy is I don't even think you knew where my room was. You just like went down my hallway and was shouting my name. And I was like, oh, I know that voice. I know what's going on. Like, I don't have on shoes. I don't remember how that happened. I think you were like trying to come bring me something. And then you just forgot how doors lock. Yeah. And I just had to go to the lobby barefoot. I was that, I was somebody I would talk about that night. Like, why? (laughs) In the lobby barefoot. But you know what? And that, that. That is a testament to like, you really don't know what people are going through. So (laughs) absolutely. But also we have such a like sweet and almost childish disposition Mm -hmm. that I feel like people trust us instinctively, even if we're lit and we're like, yo, I need help. They're like, you know what? She's not out in front of her, nobody. Yeah. This little barefoot cutie in this lobby. She just needs a new key. That's all that is. (laughs) I feel like we have some out interesting conversations with some of our uber drivers too it's very funny absolutely absolutely and it's man i just i just really i think we've perfected going on the road especially being black lady comics like you know i i don't know if you know this about me but i haven't bought toilet paper in years i just don't even do it yeah because i 
Yes, every time I'm in the hotel, I take the toilet paper, I ask for more, I pack. As soon as I get to the hotel, one of the first things I do is take all the toilet paper and pack it away. I'm not even using this toilet paper. Okay. This is this is a preemptive stash for the bare minimum of amount of toilet paper I'm leaving here with. That is hilarious. I've never thought to do that. Do you care what type of toilet paper it is? You just like whatever the toilet paper is, I'm taking. Oh yes, I, I, you know, I, I always refer to my, my lower region as her, and she's mm-hmm. very picky. Okay. And she does not play. Okay. And she's not getting irritated today. So right. I'm gonna. It's gotta be like obviously we stay in nice hotels most of the time. We're on the yeah. road. Sometimes we stay in, in not great ones, but even right. still, if, if it's not a significant amount of ply on there. I'll leave it. You know, I'm not going to hurt myself. But if it's soft enough, I'm taking it. I'm asking for more. And honestly, I'm never going to stop doing that. I don't think anybody can stop me. And nobody can stop you because who's to say that you didn't shit that much? They can't stop you. What you going to do? Yeah, they're like, she been in that room for three hours. And um, I know she didn't shit that much. But what you going to come check? Give me more toilet paper. I did shit. I've been shitting since I've been here. I need more toilet paper. I need more toilet paper or you going to have a mess. So it's up to you. Figure it out. Figure it <laughs> but out. also, I don't know, for a rule of thumb for me, when I'm traveling, I'm on the road, I do not use the shampoo and conditioner unless I absolutely have to. And obviously, I think that's just like a black girl entertainer rule, especially because now they get so fancy where they want to put them in these like little holders. So you don't even know what kind of shampoo or conditioner is in there. Wow. I'm like, yo, if I, if I can't read the label, I can't put it on my, my scalp, you know? I, I don't do. Yeah, it's. I just feel like it's uh, not, what is it, paraben-free. Like, I need stuff that's going to co- keep my oils in my head and oh, not, right. yeah, like, what are we doing? Yeah, I used to I use that, uh, the, I always use the body wash, though. I'm not the, the one to ever take, I don't ever bring body wash or soap with me on the road. And I, I, really I know, because I'm not going to buy toiletries. All I get is the big one, okay? And I only carry a carry-on, and, and that's just what it is. Absolutely. Pack light over here. We are team pack light. I'm not going to be lugging around a big bag unless I absolutely have to. Right. It needs to be over over four days. Now, I've seen lately you've been getting a lot of very thirsty comments and thirsty DMs, which I'm sure is not brand new for you. But as you're becoming more of a, like, person that's known on TV and person that's known on the internet, you know, these guys are shooting their shots. And it's looking kind of crazy in these streets. I don't know. How do you feel? How have you been feeling about it? Um... You know what? It it's not new, but the amount is new. Mm. You know, and then it's like now you don't even really get um notifications for this these other boxes on Facebook and Instagram. So when I happen to tiptoe over to the other boxes, it's like 20 uncles over there, like you just so beautiful, baby. You just it's so a beautiful. treasure trove. Yeah, and I'm just like like one dude was like, Hey, beautiful, sexy, gorgeous goddess. And I, it was, he was definitely like 78. And I was like, send me some money. And he, was like, <laughs> he was like, what? No hello, no good morning. And then I was like, do you want my cash app or not? And he was like, you selfish bitch. And then he blocked me. Wow. I'm impressed that he even knows how to block people. Like, how does he even, why is he I so good with technology? I feel like he probably asked one of his grandkids, like, how I, dro- how I block this selfish bitch? Because <laughs> they were like, what would she, she do? You don't want to know. Right. Ask me for some money. Like, but I'm also, that's the quickest way to get rid of a man. Just to ask for some money? Yeah, just like, literally, just 
and then and then you start tiptoeing and like scary waters when they actually like okay what's your question we're like whoa 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 what you want for this (laughs) i did a a popular podcast where they showed our whole bodies we were sitting on a couch and i had socks on and this guy wrote me after like yo that was i don't know like it was great but why wouldn't you just take your socks off like why wouldn't you and to me that was a ridiculous question because who goes into somebody else's studio and is like barefoot let's go on the couch you know I was like, oh, I'm being respectful. She had her socks on. I was, I don't just take my, whatever. What are you trying to say? And he was like, oh, I'm just, you know, I would like to see your feet. I was like, you can see my feet. You got to pay me. But you can see my feet any day. That's really not a big deal. And so he was like, well, how much money are we talking? I was like, we talking 250 a foot, my nigga. Like, we're talking significant amount of money if you want me to do something like this. And so he was like, okay, well, I'll write you back when I got the money. He never wrote me back. But you got to match people with that type of energy sometimes just to call their bluff. And I think it's healthy for them. I do, I do um, get people asking about my feet. And I thought about putting together a, um, just like a photo of all the crazy DMs I get about my feet. Or even if I post a full body of me walking in open toes, somebody will literally DM me and like freeze frame my feet and be like, nice feet. It's like I was walking. I wasn't even showing you my feet. But I will say this. <laughs> me and my best friend got uh on live when I we were just playing like um some kind of board games or something. And so people were watching us and we were talking to people and somebody was like, show your feet. And we were like, send us some money. So we like pinned her cash app at the bottom. And like people started sending money and we had a toe rest- wrestling match on my live. And uh we made like forty five dollars. So that was pretty cool. Cause I did because also I didn't know that they were gonna do that, but when they did it, it was like fuck it, we'll toe toe wrestle. I mean, this this is giving me so many questions that I don't even know where to start. Who, first of all, who won? Who won the wrestling? I think she did. How do you say you think? Like, you've had so many toe wrestling opportunities well, that you can't I just, remember your stats. I feel like her toes were fatter than mine, and I feel like she was applying more toe pressure. She was taking it seriously, I think. Yeah. She's very, like, you want a competitive, competitive spirit. I'm like, I'm just here to get a check. She's like, I'm here to $40. Right, and we splitting it, so yeah, I need that. <laughs> that's that's weird, but also I think when we became entertainers, I don't know what we expected. Obviously, we've I always say like the the Marilyn Monroe's and the actresses before us, like decades and decades ago, you know, they had to suck dick to get a role. Mm-hmm. They had to, you know, they suck the dick so we don't have to. We can if we want to. If we want. If we want to suck a dick and get a role, that opportunity is still there. But you right. don't have to, you know? And also, it's like, you kind of got to suck dicks to get the information to find out which dick to suck to get the role. Because mm. it's not like they're just on LinkedIn. Like, hey, you suck this dick to get on Disney. Because I don't want to go through dicks to get to the dick that I got to suck to get the role. Yeah. And these conglomerates, they be doing mergers and, and shifting power. Whose dick really has the last say? Whose dick has the last say? I'm I'm with that because, yeah, are you, your dick, you might be part of the writer's strike and now I'm sucking a dick on strike and yeah. I'm not getting no role. What are we doing? And I can't refund it. I can't get it back. Cough. I'm going to cough that dick up. <laughs> I want it. I want, I want my sucks back, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to throw this dick right back in your face that I sucked. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I love it. But also I think that, uh, as we grow, and I, I talk about this all the time, you know, I'm single right now, I'm out here dating, 
And I find that as I'm getting up the ladder and I'm starting to have what I would say just is more access to, you know, entertainers, men Ooh, who are baby. out mm. here, I am finding issues that are such deep wounds. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm talking like a star on a hit TV show. He just wants to be held. <laughs> He wants to be oh, right like the from baby. them, not not from you, from them. Okay. Oh yeah, for them. No, I'm chilling. I'm good. We we go to therapy over here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a lot of mess. And also, like, I don't know if this ever happened to you, but I have gone out with a guy who was like very prime time on a big TV show with whatever, whatever, and he legitimately wanted me to peg him. Like day one was like peg me, and I was like, okay, look, first of all, you're not gonna call my bluff like this and have try to have this energy as if. I can't fuck you because I'll fuck the shit out of you. Okay, that's that's not a problem. But you didn't tell me this was gonna happen, and now I haven't stretched or prepared. And now what? You gonna be on the blogs talking about she don't even fuck good? She didn't fuck yeah. good. I don't want you telling people I can't peg you because I peg the shit out of you. You know, I need and it, to practice. Yo, I, you totally thought you was probably gonna be stroking tonight, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't have that awareness. How is that fair? Did he have the equipment ready? Oh, he was ready. He had it all. He had it all. Okay. Have you ever done that? No, but I'm down. I was I was like, yo. I was like, oh, oh, this, oh, yeah. No, I'm down. I just, you know, in the moment right now, it seems like a lot for you to be, because it's like our first time really hanging out. And I was like, yeah, I'm just not, I'm going to have to decline for right now. But also, what's going on? Y'all <laughs> continue to hang out? Yeah, sometimes he still hits me up. I'm not saying I won't do it. I'm but just he's saying, probably I'll... like just still hanging out. Like maybe one day. Just... But I, you know, you would you would do it though, right? Wow. You no. would do it though, right? No, what no. you mean? No. You're not gonna peg a man? Because as soon as soon as this like tension going in, I'm gonna be like, it don't fit. I can't do it. I can't <laughs> don't fit. They would never say that if it was the other way around. They wouldn't, but also I don't really have a dick. So, but if I really had a dick, I would probably be trying to push it in. But like, I'm not, the, the plastic don't fit. I'm not doing this no more. Cause I feel like once it starts to fit, it's going to start to smell like shit. <laughs> Why would I say that? I mean, the rhyming is impeccable, but. <laughs> Why? I feel like once you open up that first layer, that it it, it passes the smell like a, an aroma is gonna like. Gonna okay, come. but let me play devil's advocate, like a butt fairy, if you will, and say that most men who do butt play keep their butt clean. Okay, and so I do feel like most men who do butt play, who are living that lifestyle regularly, who probably are fucking um real penises probably do but i guess i guess like in my head if you are just getting pegged then you might not be like dishing your butthole and stuff yeah because you'd be like that's not even a real yeah because then you probably are like that's too much (laughs) (laughs) i'm wilding yeah that's i'm just having a good time this is like me really committing to this and what i gotta clean my asshole for I like I like in in this in this fantasy that this very famous and handsome man who's doing so well in life likes to be pegged but ain't on no gay shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No homo. No. But and I that's mean, I guess, I it doesn't. Like. It, that's very true though. It's not like a home a homosexual thing because yeah, 
I mean, let me see. Um, <laughs> Work your way around it. I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know. I was gonna say. I, I like. I think it's. I think it's a part of sex. I think just like exploring your body is a part of sex. I don't think exploring a certain part makes you gay. But I think that sometimes when you do something on the lines of like toxic masculinity that could be considered gay and you're so quick to call it gay, I'm like, well, you're making it gay now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you're on some gay shit now because you're so anti, I'm cool with like gay stuff. Like now we're, we're in the gay category now. Right. Like, what are we doing? Why you keep making it weird, bro? Just (laughs) over and let me peg you. You know? (laughs) Like, He's like, but I ain't like, sucking no dick. I'm like, great, I don't have one. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not gonna tell nobody. I'm not gonna tell nobody. What if you just started like completely turning into like a whole like fucking like aggressive ass man? Like, yeah, you like this dick, don't you? <laughs> He's like, yo, I still want you to be Chanel. Like, what are you? Doing? I know. What are the rules? What are I the rules? Like, are you still like, oh my god, oh you you your butt's so tight, like like. Like, do you still play it up as, like, a sexual kitten? Or are you now, like, the dominator? I think you it's like, dominate. are you going to be a top with bottom energy? Mm. Or are you want to be a top with top energy? I feel like that's a conversation you should have, too. Because it's like, do you want to get fucked? Or do you want me to make love to your ass? And that's a real complicated conversation. Because we don't even know each other that well yet. And we <laughs> we about to do something crazy. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like instinctively, if I'm going to strap up, as soon as I click in, mm-hmm. we topping, baby. It's top <laughs> energy. It's Not- top energy. Immediately. As soon as I click it, we, uh, yo. Click, click. Yep. <laughs> Big in. dog status. You know, I start stroking a, a beard I don't have. It's crazy. Yeah. I just feel like that way. I feel like it would be awkward for me to be like, really strapped in and also be like uh. like right before you put a strap on you like let me get my tims <laughs> right <laughs> he put on a fitted right and a white beater a scarf on him white beater no bra <laughs> just G unit just go i also feel like if you were in like some long time relationship with a guy and you were pegging him like you know we gotta have we gotta make different decisions about what we eat and like how tired yeah. we are. Like, all types of I feel like that affects your life way more than the twenty minutes I'm saying like I'm gonna do it for twenty minutes than the six minutes that I'm gonna give you. You know, it's it's a big it's a lifestyle. I think so. I think that um, I I mean it, like if a a finger yeah, but like a whole piece of me that's not me. Also, I don't want to stick a fake dick in a girl neither. I just like. Just want to give them the parts that I got on me, okay? Wow, if it ain't come so on classy. Me, if it ain't come on me, I can't give it to you, baby. And so. what, what do you write? What do you like? Do you put yourself in any of these categories? Like, do you define yourself as queer? Um, I'm bisexual. Okay, word. it's it's interesting though because it's like I'm bisexual, but do I date women anymore? No. Am I still attracted to women? Yes, but I had a woman break my heart, and I ain't going back. But I'm still attracted to women. I'm not going to lie. When you just said, do I date women? No. I heard a lot of things. There was a very heavy. I said, said any more, but no. You were, um, like, you were like, these bitches out here, I'm not giving them the opportunity to hurt me like that. No, no, no. But I, I, I've never been in a serious relationship with a woman, but I have had like female friendships, even when I was very young, where I was like, yo, I thought this girl was like going to be loyal to me. And now she's not. And I got to say that 
is a very similar pain to like heartbreak from a man. It is. And then on top of that, you include like future plans and great sex. And then it's like, how the fuck did my best friend with great pussy break my heart? Ah, it is worse than a guy's heartbreak. It's like, bitch. I, re- I really do think that it hits different because we are taught, or just like as women growing up, like female friendships are so important and they typically outlast male relationships in, in mm-hmm. most situations, friendships, dating, otherwise. And so I feel like as a woman dating men mostly, it's pretty normal for me to like get my feelings hurt or something like that. But then when you enter like a woman into the category and the history that I've had with women who have had, who've been friends and who've been like confidants and then you throw that into the mix and it was like, whoa, like, it's like, you can't wrap your mind around it. It was like, I was not expecting that. Like, you know, it's crazy. And it's also the classic trope that when like two women are dating, they move very quickly. You know, they, they, Mm -hmm. they, they, they have so much more intimacy and, commit to each other on such a deep level level immediately. Whereas with guys, it's always like breaking down this ice to try to find out like who is even in there. Right. And by the time you do get the ice off, you're like, I hate this guy. <laughs> right. Right. What did I do? What did I do? Right. Um, which brings me to my next point. I want to talk about um, challenging male comics and their fragile, fragile egos. I want to tell this story and um, I'm sure you'll have lots of stories that are similar, but there's a comic in New York who I think looks like a Pixar character, right? No shade. He just mm-hmm. is a cute, like, bubbly, kind of almost Disney, but Pixar, whatever face. One day I said that to him, like, drunkenly at a show, like, oh, you kind of look like a Pixar character. He gets so mad. He's like, that's so offensive. I don't know why you'd say that to me. Right. Like, storms off, pissed. Fast forward to now. This is, like, years later. I just saw him post a photo where this artist turns comedians into Pixar slash Disney characters. Right. And this artist did that to him. And he reposted it saying, look how cool this is. This is so amazing. I look like this thing. And so, you know, my petty ass could not help but DM him and say, this is so interesting because you were so offended when I even mentioned this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, you know, I think I hadn't really dealt with it yet i wasn't really seeing it yet and i'm like no 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 that's not what it was i mean i didn't say this but you and i know what it is it's that they don't want to hear an opinion from somebody like us they don't want to hear us read the room so accurately i feel like he thought maybe he maybe he thought you were like taking a shot at him so absolutely he was like oh she's like making fun of me or maybe even he thought i was calling him ugly but then mm-hmm. they have him post a version of this ugly self. I was like, this is a prime example of how the ego among male comedians can be so fragile. Yeah. get upset over something that they instinctively know is true about themselves. Mm-hmm. But they're upset that we see it. Have you ever uh, challenged any comedians like that? Because I feel like it happens to me often. Um, I, I think I kind of could tell who I could play with and who I can't. But I also think, too... Um, they're more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're more, they're quick, more quick, like quick to say something to a woman. Like if a dude has said that to him, he probably be like, ha ha ha, bro. Huh. Absolutely. You know? But it's a woman. He's like, how dare you? Like, you know, um, I think it's more so like trying to check, like they feel they could say something back to the weaker person that they would mm-hmm. think is the weaker person. But um, as far as that goes, I feel like I don't really have to deal with that 
Um, like you said, that happened years ago. Um, I feel like years ago. Oh yeah. I remember I was um I'll tell you about a time recently. I was actually <laughs> and this blew me. And he's from the East Coast. And it took everything in my my heart, body, and soul not to call the comedy club and tell them not to book his whack ass no more. Mm-hmm. But I was hosting a comedy club out here, popular comedy club. And I could tell from jump when I first met this man that he was not being professional. We are at this this world famous comedy club mm-hmm. and we in the room and I'm hosting and I'm like, well, what's your name? What's your credits? What you want me to say? He's like, oh, well, where are you from? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, my friends, they call me Denzel because, you know, they say I'm so fine. And, and I'm just like, okay, so what's your name? Like, I mean, we're not getting anywhere. Like I'm, I'm about to host in five minutes, and you over here trying to spit game, and I, I am not, I'm not interested, bro. We at work, and so I get off stage, I leave my drink up there, I get ready to go back up. He's like, oh, Brandy left her drink up here. Mind you, you know I be dressing up. I had on my little hot leather pants with like a little top. I had a dude there with me. Titties was out, ass was popping. Okay. Keep it professional though. You mm-hmm. can look, but you not touch, and you better not say shit to me. Right. So he's like, Brandy left her drink up there. I go up there to get my drink. He like, damn. He like, when we gonna fuck now or later? He's on the microphone in front of the audience. Oh, we make jokes. It's so funny. I said, I said, now that's funny. I said, but you can't afford me. Mm. And then he was like, oh, that's a hoe for sale. And I, 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 I went and sat down. Is so this, when I got, is... I you, when I got back on that stage, I ripped his ass apart. I got back on that stage. I said, he, when I went up there to get the microphone from him, he tried to hug me. I did the Heisman on him. I said, you don't touch. And then he walked off and people started clapping because I didn't even hug him because they heard what he said at the beginning. And I was just like, how dare you? I said, ladies, don't you hate when a man that try to talk to you that know he can't talk to you? Mm. I was like, you look like this type of dude who follow a girl around the club after you bought her a $7 drink. I was like, what is your cash app? Leave me the fuck alone. I just like mm. went in and he was just sitting in the back with his all his label name brands on. And <laughs> girl. And after that, he did not say anything else to me. And I hope to not never be on the show with him again. Because first of all, we in our 30s. Who on the microphone talking about when we going to fuck? Where I beat your ass on the stage? What are we doing? Also, I that's a lame joke. What is, it's not 89 anymore. The joke of, oh, I would have fucked this girl I just saw is lame. It's it's corny. It's plain. It's not, I don't even think it's a joke. It's like, what? That wasn't a joke. That was a statement. You know, that was a legitimate question. You're just sharing your feelings now. When are we going to fuck? Hey, she getting her drink. Give it up for Brady Denise. When are we going to fuck? Nobody laughed. I'm like, what is That was weird. That's really awkward to even put yourself on the line like that to have to have a whole comedy club watch you get rejected. It's like nobody set you up for this type of disappointment, my guy. You had to jump but right no, in. As far as that girl, fuck they they fragile egos. I don't, no, I don't. I don't play. I don't play them games. I like I like showing them how you know dramatic that they're being. I, I really enjoy that. That's something I'm never gonna stop. Obviously, I pick and choose my battles. But I do want to know, because I saw that you also went on tour with Dick, with Dick Gregory. Is he a partier? Did you guys hang after the show? No, he uh, is not. I actually did uh, a show in New York with him, Caroline's, and that was very... <laughs> okay, so let me tell you. Um, <laughs> I had just got booted off while and Out. It's 2017. They had just cut me from the last round of cuts. And I was still in New York and they had started filming the next day. So I got cut at the very end mm-hmm. and I was doing uh, the show with Dick Gregory at Caroline's and 
uh, Dick Gregory's team had reached out to me and was like, well, you know, this afternoon we're going to go watch the taping of Wild and Out. They invited Dick Gregory. Do you want to go? And I was like, yeah. And this is how I remember getting there. I remember I wanted to go just to like let them know that I was still working. So I get it in like, hey, you're busy. Uh, what are you doing here? Like, they were like, we just cut this bitch. What are you doing? I'm all backstage and shit. Like, what are you doing here? I was like, <laughs> oh, Dick Gregory, because I'm on the road with him. They were like, oh, that's what's up. And so then they, this is the dumbest shit ever, but they, uh, they had him sit up in the front. And I'm almost embarrassed to say this, um, but they had him sit up in the front and they asked if I wanted to go sit next to him because he was sitting by the stage. Like if you watch the episode, Dick Gregory's there, Nick Cannon yeah. talks to him and everything. And like, do you want to go sit by him or do you want to stay in the back? And I remember saying that I wanted to stay in the back because I didn't want to sit by him because I don't know why, but in my head, they were not going to think that I was a comedian. They were going yeah. to think that I was his sugar baby. Absolutely. And I did not want to sit next to Gre- Dick Gregory for the Wild and Out taping because I thought that they thought I was like his sugar baby or something. And I just didn't want to be seen that way. So I sat in the back and watched. But like looking at it now, you know, six, seven years later, I definitely should have sat up there and like, fuck them. Mm-hmm. But that's so crazy that, I like, that my mom went there. <laughs> I like it though, because I, I think it also shows how much you were trying to protect yourself, you know? Yeah. You were trying to recognize that like, once this possible narrative gets out, it's no stopping it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've done similar things like that before with just, like, somebody handing me money in a way where I was like, yo, don't make it seem like you're giving me money. Like, mm-hmm. it was somebody giving me change for something. But in a way, we're in a comedy environment. It looks like you're the guy who gives me money sometimes. Mm-hmm. And if that's true, I don't care that people know that. But if it's not true, I don't like that. Right. And I do think, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's like about protecting the narrative. Like, I don't only think about it from my aspect. I think about it from like people who are watching, but I also think that comes from us being entertainers and having people watch us constantly. Like how, how, how is this going to be received? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, if it makes you feel better while and out didn't like me uh, at the last round either. So, <laughs> you know what? And that is okay. They are <clears throat> and, I, and I was rapping my ass off. Look, <laughs> I'm not a real rapper. Same. I'm like, y'all, wow. I was freestyling my ass off. I told him I had big clit energy that day. I was like, it's nothing. <laughs> I love beat. it. I was like, round for round, let's go. I'll come up with something. It's going to be wild. Oh, bar for bar, bitch. I also, in, early in my career, like, I'm talking like, first six months in, I did a show in Philly that was like, at some community center, and Bill Cosby was on it. And I, this is like, you know, pre all the allegations. So I was like, I wouldn't say I was hype. And the only reason I wasn't hype is because I went to school in Philly. I went to Temple University. And mm-hmm. if you know, you know that he's like very locked in with that school. He does a lot of the commencement speeches. Well, he used to. He did mm-hmm. a lot of the commencement speeches. Like he would be there to like welcome freshmen. And like on some weird shit. Honestly, looking back, I think it was really not safe. But um, I did this show with him. And so this is pre-allegations. And he was so frail. This was years ago. We're talking like 2015, maybe 2014, maybe. Yeah, he, he was so frail and they were holding him up to get him to the podium that I remember feeling like gross to be a part of it. Like, oh, man, this guy's like dying almost. And you guys are ushering like people. It was almost like he was being a puppet master, you know, but this then when he got on the mic, was he, was he what? Was he sick? I don't know. 
I don't know. I mean, he just like could barely walk. He was like super frail. I don't know. But when he got on the mic, he was sharp. Soon as he got on the mic, soon as they got him to the podium, it was like, it was amazing. And he spoke with such clarity and he was so funny and he was like, whatever. But then as soon as he was done, it was like them carrying him back to the green room. And like, I just felt like they were setting him down and putting him in places. And I remember thinking like, even if I wanted to go up to him and say, hey, I'm such a fan and like, I want to want to whatever. He was so in such a state that I was like, this feels wrong and awkward. And like, I don't want him to remember me as the girl that couldn't help herself, even though she saw I was fucked up. In retrospect, obviously, I didn't have anything to worry about. Right. <laughs> you know, he probably would remember me for some other reason. But right. I remember feeling like, man, I, I don't want to, you know, ever have that type of energy. I don't want people, like, ushering me to my gigs and I'm falling apart. And also, it looks bad. I, I will say, I when I was doing, uh, uh, when I was out there with Dick Gregory, um, he was definitely, like, older. I want to say maybe he passed away, like, a year after that and so he definitely was like you know fragile he had to have like help and stuff but he was able to walk up on stage but like you said once he got on that microphone like the clarity the ideas the sharpness the punchlines all of it hit 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 the shows were sold out but i do also remember him like being on some um like not wanting certain things in the green room and stuff because he Mm. felt like it was like not good energy. No, the FBI listening. Oh. Hey, look, if Dick Gregory tells me they're listening, I, I might, I might believe. Because he he made this the statement that said, once you take off the rose colored glasses, you can never put them back on. Absolutely. And I feel like he took those off and he never put them back on. And that's why I was like, whose bag is that? Who put that bag here? Why is that bag in here? And I'm like, it's my oh. bag. I get out. Uh. Moving. <laughs> Let me. Get- you know, it's like, I understand, but also that feels crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, he was such a big civil rights activist and had mm-hmm. so many, um, so much. So he was such a big part of the movement and had so many people on his ass through mm-hmm. much of his lifetime that I feel like that's just type of, that's the type of protective, protective energy that you always keep. And you don't trust the system because you've seen so many of the people that you've been around working with get, you know, taken down because of it. Absolutely. Or, or made out to seem crazy so that when they're actually trying to empower people, we can write them off. I do Mm -hmm. think that's a a similar, uh, obviously we're not on his level of like feeling in danger because of our opinions and the work that we've done. But I do feel like it's a similar trajectory that, that we have by being black artists and by always speaking out and speaking our mind is that, you know, the FBI doesn't want us to do that. They've never wanted us to do that. And I always think of, um, Talib Kweli, I saw in this documentary, he talked about how he was on tour one day and before he went to the airport, he just went down this hole of watching a lot of civil rights speeches and he was watching a lot of Stokely Carmichael, who I love. I love, he was an incredible speaker, so powerful. And he said that when he got to the airport, the FBI was there and they wanted to talk to him. And the first thing they said to him is, why were you watching those Stokely Carmichael speeches? And that to me, like, I'll never forget it. That's insane. Insane, I'll never forget it. It, it showed how powerful those words were still today that we could revisit them and the FBI could be concerned about some uprising or some knowledge. And also it made me watch way more Stokely Carmichael speeches. Yeah. I watch them all the time. I try to really pay attention to those ideals mm-hmm. and the type of enlightenment that he was trying to put out because 
you know, people that are trying to be progressive are, are often trying to be silenced. And, you know, mm-hmm. we got to pay attention to that. Yeah. So shout out to the FBI. If you guys are listening, we will peg you. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> All right. We've come to the part of the show where we like to play a game called I'm Good. You know, this podcast is about teaching people how to handle their weed and liquor better and just also situations in their life so that they can stand up for themselves. And so we're going to pretend like I'm passing you a proverbial blunt uh, or a proverbial drink, whatever your choice is, and you have decided already one more drink, one more puff would be one too many. Can't do it. Not going to be able to do it. Okay, so pass it to me. Try to get me to take one. Hey, (laughs) Mm, hit this. Oh, man, I would, but... Have you seen how frail Bill Cosby is nowadays? I just don't think drugs long-term are conducive to maintaining sanity. So I'm not going to. I think I quit. Oh, man. Oh, I got I got some great tequila here, though. I don't know if the film lit. You want another shot? You want another shot? <laughs> nah, last time I did that, I was too messed up. <laughs> too messed oh. up. Girl, too messed up. I couldn't possibly do it again. How yeah, let's you? let's do this again. That was okay. Uh, okay, <laughs> you you pass it to me. Go to some fire. You want some? Oh, yo, it's crazy. Every time I smoke, I get wild diarrhea. It's Ooh. just crazy. And I'm not even trying to do it because I already checked out the toilet paper here, and it's looking a little one fly. If you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, you don't want your fingers cutting through that toilet paper again. You know, I gotta keep her safe. You know, she like it soft. But I do have some shots of vodka here lined up. You you trying to take a shot? You want a shot? If I take this shot of vodka, everybody fucking. <laughs> I gotta go home. What? What? You take a little vodka and then an orgy starts? I mean, yo. That's if it's, got, slow. If, it's, if it's got gluten in it, then everybody's fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not drinking with you no more. <laughs> if I Thank take an extra shot, really, I'm just gonna be in the hallway of a hotel barefoot. That is probably, and that's at the end of the night. After you had a whole bunch of fun, ate some Waffle House, like, you know how to party, you know how to hang. Well, thank you so much for being on The Girl's Guide. Tell people where they can follow you, where they should see your upcoming shows. Let them know where you're at. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Brandy Denise Boy, Brandy with an I. Um, also, March 7th, I will be on Amazon Prime. First time ever telling stand-up comedy jokes on a TV. It'll be on Samson's World. And then later this month, you can catch me on Abbott Elementary. Tell everybody. So exciting. Exciting. Congratulations. I cannot wait to watch. We will absolutely tune in. We're going to take shots or not take shots. Everybody go check out Brandy. Show her love. Tune into Abbott Elementary. I know she's going to be hilarious on there. And she might peg one of the actors after. You never know. You never know. At the elementary school. Let's go. Also, yeah. Let's just say if I don't get cut. But I think I think I'm I'll be on it. I think so too. I think so too. I believe it. I feel it. It's it's coming. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. Thank you guys for tuning into Girls Guide. We have your tips and tools to handle all the smoke in your life better. I am comedian Chanel Ali. We'll see you next time. Bye.